Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Welcome back, everyone. I'm pretty excited about this episode. It's uh, one of my favorite topics. I think this in particular completely changed your life. It did. When we learned this, and we say that about a lot of things, I think, but I can say from observing Michael in particular, even more than me, mm-hmm. um, this taking this on as something that he implements in his day-to-day life completely flipped things around mm-hmm. and change your life. Yeah. I think more than anything, it made me more consistent in every area of life. Yeah. Which that consistency leads to freedom, leads to Mm -hmm. more happiness, leads to pride, confidence. I've seen you transform after doing this type of stuff. Thank you. So we're talking about today about the power of intention and the way that we really... I don't know, learned the the nuances of this word was actually at Burning Man, the, I don't know, experiential festival, yeah. if you would call it. I mean, you're before you go into that formula that we have over there, um, at Burning Man, you hear the word manifestation a lot. Mm-hmm. So for those who haven't heard that word or have, manifestation is... Um, they're saying, I'm manifesting this, meaning I will something to be. I want to meet this person or I want to buy this house or I want to achieve some goal. And that is then when it comes to be or you have like manifested it for yourself. Yeah. And I, I look at it kind of as like creating something in the world. The equation that was being repeated over and over and over at the camp that we were in, in Burning Man, was Intention plus attention equals manifestation. So intention is planning where you want to go in some area of life. Attention is where your presence is, like what you're focused on. So if you can focus on the path, like on where you're going for long enough, you will manifest, you will create what you're trying to create in the world. And it seems so simple, but it make it just it resonated with me on such a deep level because what I realized was a in some areas of life I just wasn't being that intentional. I was just kind of going through the motions and on autopilot. And then on the other hand, even when I was intentional, my attention would waver. Right, I would get distracted. And so if I could really focus on those two things, you know, maybe focusing on less things so that my attention wasn't all over the place and then also bringing more intention to more areas of my life, Mm -hmm. uh, I could just be a more successful, happy human being. The being distracted is kind of like setting a New Year's resolution and then not revisiting it or not paying any attention to Mm -hmm. it, which you could be intentional about your year by saying, this year I'm going to X, Y, Z, and then not putting any attention on it means it will not manifest. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is so important because it allows you to 
you can grow in every single area of your life rather than feeling like um, you're stagnating or um, hitting a plateau or just kind of on autopilot or going through the motions in an er any area. I think it also has given me a greater sense of peace and clarity because I'm, I feel like I'm doing things on purpose. Yeah. I've seen it. I mean, for myself as well, it's just created a lot more confidence. So I think confidence comes from taking action. And when you are being intentional and you're putting attention on the things that you want to do, you are then going to take more action towards the things that you want. And that builds confidence. Like I can do things. Mm -hmm. I can make, make things happen. Mm -hmm. I can get things done. Um, that for me builds like a ton of confidence in my ability to be the kind of person I want to be. Mm -hmm. And it also gives you more influence over the outcomes and like what you achieve in life mm. when you're not intentional, which is kind of, I think just the status quo of humans, right? Mm -hmm. We're just kind of built to operate on autopilot and not be very intentional, just like follow the path of least resistance. Um, I feel like you, it's easy to sweep a lot of things under the rug and it's really easy to feel stuck and just not like where we end up a lot of times. Yeah, you can just go through life like day to day. You're just going through the routine and then you wake up one day, how did I get here? How did all that time pass? Or what I've, I've been wasting my time. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're intentional, that is much more difficult. It like probably won't happen. So the definition, uh, there are a couple definitions of intention. One is to have a course of action as one's purpose or objective. Or it's to design or destine someone or something for a particular purpose. Let's talk about the difference between a goal and an intention. Um, I think that an intention is more about the journey and a goal is about the destination. Intention is like how you're going through your life and a goal is where you're trying to get to. Yeah, so can you give an example? I'm trying to, I want to win the CrossFit Games. That's my goal. My intention is for me to focus on movement quality in every single training session. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to put a goal, like a wrap a goal around movement quality because it's, it's really like subjective and abstract. And you can kind of see like if I'm intentional about that for long enough and my attention does not waver, like if I focus on that long enough, that will have a significant impact on my performance. Mm -hmm. That's a really like softball one. Cool. Yep. I think people usually understand this in like a couple key areas at, at best, like maybe business because it's so like numbers driven or maybe in sports, but most people don't apply this knowledge to other areas like relationships or their own personal development, parenting, mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can be in, you should be intentional about everything. Intentional and in each area of your life there's like many things to be intentional about because if it's about the how you go through life, so your goal can be I want to lose weight or I want to eat um, much healthier, your intention can be to focus on where your food comes from or the quality of food or making your own food or um, those types of things. There's many different things you can be intentional about within each category. So let's let's be a little more concrete with how we do this. What are some examples of ways that we are intentional in our life? I think that most recently pregnancy and parenthood has been a huge area where we've been intentional. So 
we can reverse three years ago. We we knew we wanted to have kids. We um, started interviewing, researching, doing all the things to try and figure out what kind of parents we want to be. What is our timeline going to be? Uh, how are we going to manage work and having a family at the same time? So we're being intentional, like what kind of life do we want to live when our kids get here and how can we plan for that? So for us, that meant I would take some, some level of time off of work entirely. How can we be intentional about making that happen? Um, so we, you know, Michael left Brute Strength and then came over to working against gravity, which helped me tremendously, um, to see the vision for that. And we were very intentional. Like we're doing this because that is how we can get to our goal. We also were very intentional about pregnancy in general. Like how do we want the baby to come into the world? How do I want to treat my body? How, um, what kind of attitude do I want to have as I'm operating and my body's changing so much and there's going to be so many different levels of comfort and discomfort. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, that's one example from pretty recently. Another one is our intimate relationship. And I think this is one area where we just kind of assume like if we meet the right person, then it should just be effortless. And the only time we really need to work on it is if something's really broken and we need therapy rather than Mm -hmm. getting a divorce. Um, I think the world, I don't know if we're in a bubble or the world is kind of waking up. It seems like more people are seeking out um, coaching and therapy a little proactively, but I think the mass amount of people just believe that it should be effortless. And I just don't think it's that way. I think we, we can really proactively grow and learn about each other and learn to love each other more, support each other better. And that's the, that's the model that we use in our relationship. So you know, we intentionally want to have that feeling of deep love more often rather than just kind of coexisting. We want to be in that the deepest state of love. And we know some of the things that help us get there. We know that we probably need to have sex at least twice a week. Mm -hmm. And so we have rituals in our life built in that we know at this time on this day, we're we're almost definitely going to have sex. We have other rituals that we've We've done entire episodes on like our uh, our weekly board meeting or our date monthly night. finance meeting, our date night each week, and all of those things we've done one at a time and we've struggled with at different times and we've experimented, but they're all part of the intentionality of being in that deep state of love more often and learning and growing with each other. Yeah, and our intention as well is to be the best version of ourselves for the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I intend to be this kind of wife or this kind, you know, this kind of person that helps our relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another great one is the way that you've intentionally become more feminine over the past (laughs) several years. Yeah. I'm sure there's many women out there that can relate to, I have used all of my masculine qualities to become more feminine. (laughs) I organized my way into femininity. Well, meaning like <laughs> the, ma- it's not male female. It's like someone else has called it like go mode and flow mode. Go being masculine, flow being feminine. Um, we all have both within us. I have tended to lean more towards the masculine in my adult life, and I'm really trying to cultivate the more feminine energy, the flow energy, um, and like softness, yeah, nurturing. Masculine is like drive, um, organization. Uh, anger even like can be on a more masculine end of things and focus. Um, and I've used that to become more feminine and do things like nurture and cook and dance and, 
uh, love and do like create more adventure in our life and more fun. That's like more uh, fun, playful, more of like the feminine qualities, but just a funny joke that maybe wasn't actually funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the way that you did that is you created an intention to become more feminine. It's like, yeah, it's so different than a goal because there's no way to really measure that. Mm -hmm. But you said years ago that you want to become more feminine or lean more into your femininity. And you experimented with dozens of different things, like different activities, hanging out with different types of people, doing things in your own free time. And today you are completely transformed. Thanks, babe. And now you have this like greater range all because you were so intentional. (laughs) We did a whole episode on that too. So if anybody's interested in um, the masculine and feminine, we did a whole episode on that. I would also like to toot my own horn a little okay. bit and because I've been intentionally trying to become more self-expressive over the past several years, like physically, like dancing when I want to dance or wearing more vibrant colors occasionally, uh, something that I never used to do. Um, and the other day, I think you may have even heard it. One of my best friends, Bryce, told me, he gave me this praise. He's like, man, I noticed like, you're just so much more out there. Like anytime people are dancing, you just like really go for it. And it made me feel so good. Aww. Yeah, I was proud of myself. Okay, so. How to be more intentional. How to be more intentional. Like what do you do with all of this information? Yeah, so step one uh, is declare. So that means declare what it is that you want to be intentional about. And you can do this in a number of different ways. You can write about how you intend to behave. So take it, take a journal and just say, I intend to be more present in my relationship and just write about it. How are you going to do that? What does that look like? How does that feel? Um, just write freely and as much as you possibly can. And I'm sure things will come up. You can also tell someone how you intend to to behave or what your intention is. And then even just taking some time to think about your intention. Um, It really helps me to journal about things than to have a conversation with you about it, uh, have a conversation with other people. It's really hard for you not to share it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it helps me when I'm trying to be intentional about something. I really try and have it come up as often as possible for me so I can, the more I think about it and I, a lot of times I'm thinking as I'm having a conversation. So something is coming out and it's not fully baked Mm -hmm. and I'm just figuring it out as I'm, that's how I figure things out. Um, So it really helps me to be in conversation with somebody and to bring it up with many different people, get different perspectives, see what's landing, see what's not. And then they give me insights about my intention Mm -hmm. to help make it easier for me. Uh, And you, and just taking time to think about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And I highly recommend doing one of the first two, like either write about it or, uh, speak about it or both. The the power of getting it out of your head is super, super powerful. Um, speaking it probably is the most powerful. Yeah, well, because you're kind of putting yourself on the hook. Mm-hmm. You have to reveal that to somebody and that comes with courage and then it puts skin in the game. Like mm-hmm. somebody else knows about it now. Yeah, our friend Mark England uh, always talks about the word abracadabra, which actually means with my word, I create. As soon as we speak something out into the world, Uh, it's more likely that it will happen, whether that's positive or negative. So watch your language. Uh, Number two is just go out and live your life. So now you have this new intention, just go out there and do your best to honor that intention. And keep in mind, um, 
you know, keeping your focus and keeping your attention on the things that matter most to you. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes of all time is the extent to which you are unconscious of a habit is the extent to which it persists, meaning that you've now declared this intention. So if you go and live your life, you are now going to be automatically more conscious of the ways that you are not living that intention. Mm -hmm. So it's just going to naturally kind of come up more and you're going to notice it more. So the more you are writing about it, talking about it, thinking about it, like we talked about in Declare, then as you're living your life, it's just going to, there's going to be this light of awareness on the things that you're doing that are not aligned with your intent, intention. And that is going to help you change your behaviors. Mm-hmm. Now, this third one is check-in. Uh, and check-in is really about the attention part of this equation. There are a couple different things that you can do. Number one is you can create some sort of check-in point uh, just with yourself. So one way that I do that pretty consistently is I have a, a moment in my journaling. I haven't been journaling as much as since he's been born. He's kept me from my journaling. But what I do is I... Poor baby. I know. I write... Uh, <laughs> I kind of I kind of free flow for a few minutes and then I have a number of active questions they're called at the very end which go like am I doing my best to blank so if one of my intentions which it is is to praise a D so often that she doesn't have to ask for it anymore. And I know I'm not succeeding yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be the rest of your life. Because I need like five to 10 a day. Yeah. So the question (laughs) is, am I doing my best to praise a D so much that she doesn't even have to ask anymore? There's some reasons that the active questions are better than passive, but that's for another day. Uh, The important part is that on a weekly, sometimes daily basis, I'm revisiting that intention. So even if I have so many things going on in my life, like it's it's really chaotic, if I open up my journal and I ask myself my questions, I'm going to bring my attention back to the things that really matter yeah. to me. If you don't have a journaling practice, another way that you can do this is have a visual reminder of your intention somewhere in your space. So an example would be um, when I was preparing for labor and delivery, my intention was to uh, move through contractions with as easily as possible and to have an unmedicated birth. That was my intention. If that didn't happen, that's totally okay. But my intention was for that to be. And so I put different affirmations all over the house that I didn't even necessarily need to read them, but I just, I didn't read the words per se that were on the, on the affirmation, but the fact that I saw it there reminded me that that's what I want to do and that I want to breathe through the contractions. I, that it is pain with purpose or like I had all these things around the house and that helped remind me of my intention mm-hmm. and kept it really top of mind. Um, I, we had them up for months. Mm-hmm. Another one is to create a ritual with a close friend, a partner or a coach where you're just checking in on these things um, repeatedly. And that also adds in a level of accountability Yeah. Super helpful. Super, super helpful. Probably like the biggest Jedi move ever Mm -hmm. is to get someone to hold you accountable. Um, tell them exactly how that they can do that and do not get defensive when they actually follow through on holding you accountable. Mm -hmm. So declare, live your life and just check in on it. If you live this way, um, I think you will be blown away by the success and happiness that comes your way. And just remember, like we said in the beginning, every part of your life is up for grabs here. Um, when we sort of heard this equation, I already, I think we were already like 
I don't know, living somewhat of an intentional life, but it really, we really started looking under every nook and cranny in our life and, and just seeing where we could grow and be better humans. Yeah. It has given me a level of safety and confidence in our life that I will just never take back. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to teach our son how to do this too. I wish I would have had this information much sooner. All right, y'all. Hopefully this was uh, helpful, enjoyable. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.